welcome. You've got mail. Everybody, welcome to Tech Stream. This is the podcast about tech. It's about pop culture. My name is Seth Everett. I am the cranky one today. Shelly Palmer is jovial. He's been having a wonderful end to his summer. And yep. I'm so nice. It's so nice to see people smiling because all I've been doing is punching walls. And we have a great topic this week. We're going to be talking about hearing aids and uh, new access to hearing aids for many people that didn't have it before. But I have to get this off my chest first. Oh, Seth, I'm oh, sorry. I'm so I mean, mad. So I'm, I'm so mad. So, so here's what happened. Spotify. Spotify, the great Spotify that all the kids love, that yeah. I give 14 stinking dollars to every month. Yeah. So my kids can listen to Taylor Stinking Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, Spotify has uh, introduced some new algorithms. Yes. And, you know, they think they are the greatest at podcasts. And, you know, I have been doing podcasts before Spotify was a thing. Um, and fair use with, you know, seven seconds of audio has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, in my Hall of Justice podcast uh, for the last year and a half, so it's about 50 episodes, 50 to 70 episodes, I have been using a, I, I do a montage of clips. Uh, we've talked in the past. I use, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, I do yeah, yeah, something yeah. from The Mandalorian, uh, one uh, this amazing voice actor Steve Bloom voiced uh, Wolverine in some animation. He did an intro here, Seth Everett with the Hall of Justice. Uh, Dave Chappelle does a whole skit about uh, the Hall of Justice should just be about talking about powers, not actually fighting crime. So, like, it all fits the genre of the the podcast that has about thirty thousand listeners and also has been around since twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Thursday, I get a note from Spotify that seven of my 300 episodes use the Post Malone Sunflower song, which is from Into the Spider-Verse. I Mm -hmm. checked it. It is 6.8 seconds. It's basically the drum intro. There's not even a word. The problem that I have with this is not that they're saying you can't use it. Number one, you found seven episodes. This is how I know it's not a human being. It's an algorithm because they found it on seven episodes. What about the 63 other episodes that I use it? Do I have to now live in a world where I'm wondering about episode 283 or maybe episode 181? I used a Princess Leia theme from Star Wars one time. Mm -hmm. And you want to do that. They also flagged episode 106. 106, I'm at 300. That means that was four years ago. I did a tribute to Stan Lee when Stan Lee passed away, and I played 25 seconds of The Show Must Go On by Queen as as an homage to the great Stan Lee. That got flagged. Mm -hmm. But again, not the Super Friends. Not the greatest American hero, not the Knight Rider, not it's just pick and choose. So what I tweeted and Spotify literally could go to hell. You pay your artists a third of a penny for 
people to stream their songs. I'll give Post Malone 26 cents for the 70 times I used him on my podcast. And I got a threatening email that said, if I do not alter the audio of those eight episodes, they will either pull the eight episodes or the whole podcast altogether. Spotify accounts for 20% of my podcast audience and 25% of TechStream's audience, I found out. This has nothing to do with Spotify. If you've got a problem with what you just said, you must contact the Copyright Office and your elected officials. You must get Congress to change the copyright law. The because copyright law, I thought it was 10 seconds of no, fair use. No, no, no. There's no, first of all, fair use has nothing to do with duration. There is absolutely, all that duration stuff is some weird misunderstanding from a million years ago. I've been told that since I started in radio. It was yeah, seconds. but it's not true. There is no such thing as a as a time limit on a copyrighted work, and you, you ten seconds, one second, ninety seconds. The the standard: Are you using someone else's copyrighted intellectual property, which is all intellectual property created, whether they file with the copyright office or not? The moment you sit down and write a song, that's your song. If someone helps you with the lyric, it's now 50-50, you and them. If another person, it's a third, a third, a third. Any duration of any kind no matter what it is, if you are using it for commercial purposes and they are not being remunerated um, fairly and uh, if there are statutory rules about public performance and about royalties, if they're not being uh, properly uh, remunerated under the Copyright Act, then you are in violation of the Copyright Act. Now, what does this mean? There are two kinds of licenses um, that matter here. One is called a public performance license. This is where your work is publicly performed. If you remember, there was that really, really visible lawsuit with the Girl Scouts uh, for the camp songs and ASCAP was suing oh, the yes, Girl yes, Scouts yes, for yes, singing yes, camp songs that. on the campfire. Yep. Yep. So everybody was like up in arms. How could you you know, do that to the Girl Scouts as part of the camp experience? It's like an, an ASCAP and the composer's uh, theory of the case was you charge money to these young women to come to scout camp. And part of the scout camp experience that you are offering includes without limitation, sitting around the campfire, singing copyrighted material for which you are charging them money. You are selling a sure. ticket to that campfire. The composer of that work deserves the public performance royalty as, as you know under statute for their copyright Agreed. if you were just saying okay all the girl scouts show up and nobody everybody paid their own way and it wasn't a commercial thing and it was like all not for like okay that's fine but a commercial summer camp that makes a living by the way in a restaurant when you go to a restaurant and music no, i understand playing, everything okay, you're saying so when you go on spotify with your podcast and you play a copyrighted work there's two things that go on that are that, that 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 one we've just covered, which is public performance. Is your work publicly performed and are you making money on your podcast selling ads or whatever? Yep. And you are. So that's a commercial venture. The composer who enriched and enhanced your product is entitled to money. Now, it comes statutorily or it, it could come either on, on two ways per program, meaning you filed with ASCAP or BMI or CSAC and said, I'm using this and I paid my money. And then you'd send Spotify a copy of that uh, agreement. You say, "Hey, I've got a, I've got a license. I've got a performance license for this. Performance rights are paid. 
Spotify has a blanket license. That's part of you know how they figure out their royalty and part of their expenses. They're paying because a of license. all the great yeah, amounts yeah, yeah. of money they pay their artists. Well, but they have. By the way, they that's another story altogether. There is a second kind of license that uh, under copyright law called the sync license or synchronous performance license, and that's when you take a piece of music and you you put it over video, like on TikTok. Um, they there there's a couple of weeks ago. you require a, a license to sync like when my song let's go mets is used in a documentary about the mets mm-hmm. espn or whoever's making the documentary has to call me up they could use the music but they can't sync it to video without a license they pay ascap and they all they have to do is put it on a cue sheet and i'll get my royalty but if they're going to sync it to video now that's a different license because it's a different thing so they use the whole- that in the in the uh the recent espn documentary correct yeah now i have i have ascap is non-exclusive bmi and csec are non-exclusive you can as a composer author publisher you can i can if seth everett came to me and said i want to buy out the performance rights forever in perpetuity and i want to buy the sync license for use in this in, in the seth everett podcast number 46 and i gave you i said okay give me 500 bucks and call it a day mm-hmm. that's it you get a contract now i don't get ascap on that it's excluded and the, and the sync is done. So this is what's happening with Spotify. And I know you're mad. And uh, by the way, you, you said you didn't want to do this for the entire episode. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but but I do have one last question. I don't. Because we, we have a good topic today. <laughs> um, Amazon doesn't seem to care. No. Podcast is on there. iTunes doesn't seem to care. And what I don't understand now don't is, now wait not a person if a person came to me if an intern came to me and said i was going over your hall of justice podcast you're wrong with you're using this in, inappropriately blah 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 blah. if a person said that that's fine why episode 297 is flagged but 296 is not i don't understand okay now and i'm not getting, going back now, and now you've hit my 70 episodes of work for nothing well, so here's the funny thing. And I don't thing. like that song anymore. Now you're getting me mad because as a composer, they don't apply it fairly. The system is so old-fashioned and archaic and broken and point. dumb. I, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, now, if, now you're you on my thing. That's... If Spotify came out and said, hey, you've been doing this inappropriately, cut it out, change your episodes, or we're taking your podcast down, I'd be fine. They picked seven. This is yeah. a it's an algorithm gone bad. And if if you can fix this, if you want to be consistent. And what I said on Twitter was stop picking on picking and choosing when you want to be right or wrong. And do me a favor and take that effort that you're designing your algorithms that don't work and pay your artists. Well, OK, so at the end of the day, there's a couple things here. This is a very dense statement you just made, and it's really difficult in order for any AI system to listen to a piece of music and identify it. Um, now you're talking about very sophisticated AI and you need, if you're speaking over it, and many times you are. I am because it's a, wait, it's a drum wait. intro. So it becomes incredibly, incredibly complicated um, where certain Let's see if I can put this in a the right in a non-technical way and non-technically musically and non-technically technically. So a drum intro is interesting because it it is copyrightable 
it has meter and rhythm and it does have pitch but it's not diatonic pitch it may be but it's the pitch of the drums right the drums have different pitches the cymbals have different pitches but it's not something that you would notate musically on a staff where I know this is an A, B, this is a B flat. This is, you might get close to it, but that's not unless it's a timpani drum or unless the drum is tuned for a specific thing. It's unusual that it's very, very unusual that there's uh, associated pitch. So now you're talking about the pattern matching of the drum sound. Now you're matching, it's the equivalent of matching pixels in a picture, right? You're just trying to figure out if that waveform is the same waveform. And when you add your voiceover to it, wow, now it's a completely different waveform. So that's like taking a, 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 a bottle of red liquid, a bottle of blue liquid, pouring them in and you get purple liquid. And now it's like, can I ever get the red liquid back or the purple or oh, the blue liquid back? And the answer is no. That's one thing. That's really hard. There is an entire group of ai models that is so insanely cool what what the model does is it listens to a piece of music and it it not only can deconstruct it from its parts these are the drums this is the bass this is the piano it can learn the melody and literally notate the melody now there what you start getting is the if i say happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear seth happy birthday to you it wouldn't matter how I sung that to you if I played it on a guitar, played it on a piano, played it right, fast, played it slow, played it with an orchestra, played it, played it with on on tin cans. You have an invariant model of that melody in your brain. So anything that goes da 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 da, anything that does that, or even if I say happy birthday to you in a in a sing songy way, you will know it's that song. Which you know, that's amazing. Human brains are amazing that way. Computers are not amazing that way. So the reason Spotify is only picking up some of this stuff is depending on the tech they're using to find it and the millions and millions of audio clips they have to go through. It's amazing that they found any of them with any technique. So I don't know that they can apply it consistently. And this is not a grail quest because it is achievable. And I think over the next few years, ASCAP and BMI and CSAC are going to be uh, replacing their uh, survey system where people who are uh, with very good musical ears are sitting there listening to output and surveying probabilistically, okay, this showed up 10% of the time. That means 10% of the reporting this month goes to Taylor Swift's new hit song. That, that sort of survey and sample is what they use now. That will give way to AI, but not, not for a hot second, because this is uh, from a computer standpoint, and think about the level of complexity. The human mind is amazing when it comes to, to having invariant models of things. You can, you, how many different versions of, of a song have you heard? And you immediately know, regardless of orchestration, that it's a song that you know, wow, none of those patterns would look the same on a computer. None of those waveforms would look even remotely similar. So there's a whole other level of understanding that needs to be gained. So look, I know you're mad at Spotify. Now I'm mad at Spotify. So now we're both mad at Spotify. So we were going to do an episode about Spotify. No, I, I want to say one last point. One last, I don't have the question anymore. You answered the question. I have one last point. There needs to be some kind of governance on podcasts. When I started doing podcasts, it was 2003. Mm -hmm. And it, it, the word hadn't been created yet. Right. And it was the the wild frontier. It, yes. it, it, and what I loved about podcasts in the beginning were the entrepreneurial nature. It was just freewheeling and it, you did whatever you wanted. And, yeah, there were people who took advantage. 
Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I, I, in good conscience, I didn't. And when I created my own podcast in 2015, all I wanted to do was have a platform to entertain. And I right. didn't think it was a hobby at first. And now it's, 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 it's a side hustle, but it's a, it's a, it's a hustle. The argument for, for making the rules has to be uniform. It shouldn't be. Apple has one rule. Amazon has another rule. Spotify has another one. Wondery has this one. It shouldn't be this, this, this lawlessness. Make a rule because what I'll do when well, there's a rule I, I, is I'll follow it. But oddly enough, Seth, there is a rule. And the rule is you can't use copyrighted material without with pro- proper licensing. The rules are there. They're not enforced. Five minutes. You see how many podcasts I'll find break of those rules? They're not enforced uniformly because of the difficulty of enforcement. You know, we're at a, right. here's the thing. I want you to think about this for a second. Imagine you've got a turnstile at a sporting event. And there's someone checking tickets at the sporting event. If people respect and understand that they have to go through the turnstile and they have to show their ticket there'll be a long line but ultimately everyone will get through it but there are fifty thousand people trying to get in the stadium there's five guys taking tickets at a turnstile if those fifty well, thousand now there's security and they wouldn't matter if the if the fifty thousand people decided they were going in without paying and all of them started to go at once there, there maybe a few tickets we got that those guards would be instantly overwhelmed that's what's happening here if a few people were doing podcasts on spotify it'd be no problem whatsoever but the, the tens millions. of thousands, well, there are millions on there, but the tens of thousands a day that are uploaded, oh, it's just yeah. impossible to police at that level. Believe me, as someone who does earn a substantial portion uh-huh. of their living from royalties, I, nothing makes me more pissed off than this. But there's nothing I can do about it because we're at the limits of technology and we're at the limits of science. I, I have worked pretty tirelessly on this. Um, I mean, you and I don't ever talk about it, except for like now when we're not supposed to be talking about it, we're supposed to be doing another podcast. Well, we but- have another topic. You know, I've been all over this. It's a topic already. Yeah, no, I've been I've been all over this for like more than a decade. I actually was psyched to use blockchain to do it. Um, not blockchain for uh, the silly purpose. The what now is called an NFT. We used it just before the NFTs were uh, standardized in ERC seven twenty one on Ethereum. We just called it tokenized content. And the goal was to take every frame of music, every thirtieth of a second, every frame of video, every thirtieth of a second. And give it a unique address so that when it showed up, it could be recognized. And when it was recognized, the smart contract on the blockchain would automatically execute and you'd get your royalty. That was the theory. And and it's just really, really hard to do because not only do you need that mechanism for the automatic payment, which would be awesome, you need uh, artificial intelligence or statistical machine learning that's good enough to do all the things we just talked about. And the science just isn't there yet. It's just getting there now. If you see what Dolly is doing when you tell it in text, hey, do this, when you reverse that process, it can understand what it's, you know, what it's interpreting in a, in, in a nice way. And it can output um, uh, information that you need to do the kind of royalty stuff that we're talking about. I, I you know, I, I, I don't want to say how long, but more than three years, less than 10 years, this is going to take care of itself. But it not not until then. By the way, it'll be good for misinformation too. It's going to be good for like that'll be the policing mechanism that you want. You're going to have true right. algorithmic policing. But, yeah, that, but that's just, what I'm saying. I want that that's what it. I want. I yeah, want. I want it too. Because I, I I this is what I hate about it. This is what ticked me off about the TikTok thing. This is what annoys me is I don't break rules. I'm not a scuffle. I don't I don't run red lights. I don't do those things. And now I feel like everything I'm doing. I'm breaking all the rules that I have learned for 15 years. And if you told me again, if you told me all 70 have to be changed, 
I would say, you know what? You're you're cracking down. Great. But seven? What seven I had to fix? Oh, at, you gotta be kidding me. At TechStream, tell us what you think. Seth yeah. is a Boy Scout. That's uh topic yeah. one. Yeah, would right. Seth really change all seven of the episodes? Topic two at TechStream. You let us know. <laughs> Never. <laughs> all right. Uh speaking of listening to things, you can listen to copyrighted material with your brand new OTC hearing aid. You like yeah. that? That's a professional segue right there. That was a professional segue. It's so exciting. <laughs> By October 22, yep. it, it, the FDA has already approved this. We, we are now told that you'll be able to buy hearing aids over the counter without a prescription at a drugstore. First of all, folks, you're listening to podcasts. Many of you are listening on earbuds or earpods or AirPods or some yep. version of an in-ear listening device others are listening on wired headphones others are listening on Car noise canceling headphones some of you are in cars those of you who are listening with in-ear devices i can guarantee you guarantee you you are listening at a sound pressure level that's too high meaning the volume is too high uh you've stuffed this thing in your ear you're turning it up if it's noise canceling you'll be a little bit better about it you only have uh, one pair of ears and what we do to it, the noise pollution is crazy. You, most people, when they're losing their hearing, don't recognize it. And they don't go to the ear doctor or the audiologist because it's so expensive and it's rarely, if ever, covered by insurance. What is fantastic about this is you'll be able to go in a drugstore and for relatively low money, you'll be able to just buy a hearing aid. So if you feel like you're not hearing like you used to, that these amplifiers will be available. The other thing that's super exciting though, Seth, you know, we're talking about AI. Mm -hmm. When we think about augmented reality, AR, we think about mixed reality, MR, which is this idea that you'd mix both virtual reality or virtual worlds with our real world. We always think about pictures. We're always talking about, oh, I'm going to, you know, the, I'll wear heads up display glasses from Apple or, you know, if I'm in a virtual world and we're in Quest 2, uh, you know, a big like a goggle that doesn't let me see anything else. But there's ways to augment your experience with audio, too. And certainly there are ways to to listen, because remember, every hearing aid is both um, a microphone so it can hear and a speaker so it can amplify and and give you, you know, um, more sound pressure at the frequencies you need to make your hearing uh, as good as it can be. Imagine if they, you know, they start, if you could say, hey, Siri, or hey, Google, and and the world around you, all of a sudden, now you've got instant access because you're wearing a hearing aid. Then imagine if that was triggered not only by uh, you requesting it, but by other sounds when it heard certain sounds, um, certain actions were taken, uh, car getting too close. So, you know, you might get a high pitched warning because you're not capable of hearing the Doppler shift from a car coming, you know, at you at a you certain speed, hear the horn. but the glasses you're wearing or the hearing aids you're wearing, because they're binaural ones in each ear, would be able to tell immediately its distance from you by triangulating. There's so many wonderful things that over the counter can do because they won't be constrained by the same constraints that the FDA put on prescription stuff. So yeah, there's going to be this now, this continuum of pure hearing aids just to amplify and help to all this crazy augmented stuff. I'm so excited about it. I'm most excited that people who could not afford hearing aids or who wouldn't get their hearing checked because they couldn't afford it was you know not covered by insurance. Now you can. And everybody who's wearing earbuds too loud, 
if you haven't been to an ear doctor ever in your life, if you haven't been to an audiologist and had your hearing checked, if you are over the age of 30 and you are a digital native, which you are, you're, you know, any millennial has had earbuds and AirPods in their ears, in your ears forever, I promise you, you have a very high degree of possibility that you have damaged your ear, your, your hearing in some way and in ways you may not even know. So now that it's going to get to be a thing, there are plenty of online hearing tests and that work in your smartphone. And by October, you'll be able to get that corrected. And I, I hope that this destigmatizes hearing aids. I hope this destigmatizes um, uh, just the, the hearing health. I know that people don't think about this, but when you don't hear well, when you when your hearing is diminished, this leads to depression. It leads to uh, communication right. skills issues. Yeah. Like all kinds of stuff happens when you're not fully able to use all your senses. And this is one of those senses where your brain f compensates, tries so hard to compensate. You actually forget what it was like when you heard well. And then then you don't know you're not hearing well. It's just, it's crazy. So it this is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I hope people take advantage of it. Well, I'm, I really didn't want to step on you in any way, shape or form. The thing that my takeaway from the whole announcement was uh, now veterans don't have to get the crappy ones from the VA. What yeah. I remember of hearing aids is my grandfather and my grandfather, he wasn't poor and we would offer to buy it for him. But the fact remains is that when my grandfather would insist on getting his hearing aid from the VA, it was always subpar. It was always crap. And I always hated that. I never understood why just because you were doing something and he he, he felt he deserved it. He had fought in a war and he, he, he deserved it. So he wanted to get his hearing aids from the VA and they were always garbage. Yeah. Now, the next generation of people who need them can go to CVS or Walgreens or wherever you're going and get your hearing aid and then listen to tech stream just it, because the audio will be impeccable. By the way, if this doesn't work out, Seth, we're going to learn something because very often we say, well, if the free market were allowed to be part of the healthcare system, that we would have better outcomes right here. We So, well, that, that makes intuitive sense. Let's see if it actually in practice yeah. comes out that way. Cause everything that we're talking about, the optimism we have right now, the free market part of this should make that happen. And if it doesn't, we'll learn something. We'll get our comeuppance. So, yeah, but I'm excited about it. I think it's a wonderful announcement. And I appreciate the, the fact that we we could talk about it. I Like I said, I did want to open the show uh, about it, but I'm still spitting mad. I, I, I just, I'll have to get over this somehow. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of TechStream. Uh, check us out on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify. But you know what? Do me a favor. Listen on iTunes because they don't seem to have a problem with anything you play. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs>